This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. All right. Uh, joining me now is Eric Erickson, radio host. I figure I might as well give you a free commercial today, too. Well, I sure appreciate it. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You know what? I'm I'm surprisingly well. It's It's been a rough year for me, and that's part of the reason I'm doing what I am today, because I've realized in the future, especially on uh, my morning program, we're just going to continue to help people, to, to help people better their lives. Well, you know, I, I, I definitely think that that is a cause worthwhile, and particularly, you know, as I've I have traveled well less this year than, than in prior years because of health. Usually by this time of year, I've traveled more than a hundred thousand miles around the country, and wow. even with less travel this year, the number of people who have been left behind by the economy and small businesses out there who can't grow big because they keep getting forgotten because they can't write the campaign checks that the big businesses have. Um, I mean, people are struggling out there, but man, there are a lot of small businesses and, and craft retailers. I, I wrote a piece a couple of years ago about how I felt like, uh, or thought, not felt, um, that um, businesses that, that give people a sense of nostalgia are coming back. And when you look out there at these mm. small businesses that are growing, they, they really are. You've got the, the small business craft shops. My wife has taken up quilting along with a lot of her friends, and all the stuff our grandparents did seems like it's coming back in style. Well, yeah, and we know, you know, there's nothing new under the sun and things are cyclical. That's part of it. We know, you know, there's a lot of changes coming in the economies of the future, whether it's 10, 20 years with automation and cars and whatever. So this stuff will all shift and you'll see some of that come around. Um, It's it's funny you said that about left behind. I I think that's part of it right there. I mean, we know a lot of the Trump support was people who felt left behind because of the economy. But even without making it too political... You know, and this is going to sound very political, and I don't mean it this way. I don't mean it divisive at all. But there are a lot of white male Christians who've said, "Hey, I've been left behind with people who want to promote, you know, you know, an identity politics, certain groups of people, and certain states and areas and economies." It's time that all goes away, Eric. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I, it is, it's a shame to me that we do have people in the country who say they value diversity, and what they mean is skin color diversity, but they want ideological and, and thought homogeneity. And really, <laughs> we need diverse ideas in the country. We, we need, you know, we, we need two sane political parties to keep each other in check. We need uh, people like you and me and Glenn and others to hold our own side accountable, lest the other side does. And we need people in this country who are willing to have an exchange of ideas. So I, I don't believe that anyone, short of God himself, has a monopoly on truth, and we need to be able to have that debate in the public square. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people, frankly, on both sides, and more on one than the other, but they do exist on both sides, who want to shut down any idea that uh, discombobulates their worldview. I think that's our challenge right now. I mean, it's always been left versus right and challenges here and there, but it's, you know, Trump, God bless him, has, has shifted everything in ways people can't even imagine. This last election, there, it's, it's hard to use any type of model from the past to predict anything. It's all just kind of all over. And maybe that's a really good thing. But um, I, I think now it's we've got to find some way to, to build. And I don't just mean coalitions for political purposes, just build and, and combine and have people working together. How, how do we do that? You know, 
I think we've got to continue to be able to talk. And uh, what I found more and more is being able, frankly, to, to break bread with people. I, I, I've taken it upon myself now in the last year, actually, to just spend as much time talking about cooking on, on the research at my website as I do about politics, because I'm convinced that that only truly terrible people uh, are unable to sit at a dinner table with someone of a different <laughs> political view and, and be able to break bread with them. And, and being able to actually find something in common with people. Man, for the last, last eight years, we've had a president who has made everything political from football games to, to you name it. And getting away from <laughs> oh, that and realizing politics isn't everything. Yeah, you're right about that. You think about how ridiculous that you, you can't and, you know, People like me, you, whoever, lots of people are like this on social media. If I were to post something, like you mentioned food, got a great uh, got a great uh, pasta recipe. People are like, pasta recipe, that's great until Obama steals it from you. <laughs> like, exactly. Okay, guys, I'm just talking or, about pasta. You make sure that that's non-GMO. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like the ones, though, that, that aren't even like, you can't even remotely tie it in. And it's just, okay, guys, you're really stretching to put it in. But, Eric, you are one of the few people I've heard talk about that with food. Because I think food is is a key to diplomacy. Because who doesn't like Italian food, Thai food, Mexican food, you know, these world cultures that we love you know, we we accept people because you start saying, "Oh, that that's great food there," and then you learn about Even it. Even Donald right? Trump likes taco bowls. That's right. We know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, listen, it, it's I'm so frustrated. I remember taking my daughter to see a Taylor Swift concert. I, I grew up in Dubai, had never been to a music concert in my life. My daughter wanted to go to a Taylor Swift concert. I, I worked for a radio station. I was able to get us tickets, and we went. The number of people who were outraged that I would take my daughter to see a left-wing hack like Taylor Swift. I don't even know her politics. It was an awesome concert. but <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. Is she just breathe? Okay, I always yeah, I don't know. I'm like, first of all, I don't even know if I think she might be more on the right, but I don't know. Okay, either way, though. Well, look at it this way, Eric. I've said this before. I would at times watch uh, The Daily Show when Jon Stewart was on because he's really talented and they do funny work. Now, some of it was inaccurate and some of it pissed me off, too. But a lot of it, it was funny. My biggest issue, if you're going to do political commentary or humor or or concerts or whatever, is First of all, make sure that it's quality. Then we'll get into the politics of it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just – listen, if you can't laugh at yourself, you really have no sense of humor. I do things all the time that are worth laughing about, and, and that, that cracked me up. And people have just lost their sense of humor over the past couple of years, and there really are a lot of funny things out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's another key to it is, is laughing and being able to laugh at yourself. But we're all very hypersensitive. I mean – you get beat up over time of people call. I'll give you an example. Racist. I mean, how I've tried to explain to people on the left. I'm like, you, you don't understand anything you feel when you believe you're being targeted for your race. And, it, and that bothers you. You feel like, you know, they're watching the store or whatever. I said, I am now I, I believe I have such a, similar negative feelings to when people call me a racist when they don't know me is so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. I, I've been called a racist so much in the past few years, I make sure my wife and I only sleep in off-white color sheets now. It's, <laughs> right. just, it's crazy. I mean, it, and, and to, it's diluted the word. There is racism in the world. I, I have seen sure. it with friends of mine uh, around the world, and it, calling everybody racist just dilutes it. it. It's so sad. But at the same time, that's the best they've got these days. 
Yeah, you're right. And uh, it's been effective for them. So that's the reason they keep going back to it, right? Yeah, I mean, people buy it, but I wonder how much longer people are. I mean, honestly, and again, not not to make this political, but when you look at the number of black and Hispanic voters who wound up voting for Donald Trump, particularly generationally the shift, uh, it looks like there are a lot of other people, not just white people, who are tired of everybody screaming racism. Exactly. And and you know what it is? Everybody is, is looking at themselves. And it's not selfish. We're just desperate to survive. It's survival mode. Um, I think it was as many as 40% of black males, I saw one quote, voted for Donald Trump. That's desperation out of build a wall because illegals, not Mexicans or Hispanics, but illegals are have taken so many jobs. Right. Very much so. Um, I mean, generationally, that many black men voting for Donald Trump is amazing. And the number of Hispanics as well. Very clearly, I mean, even polling in Florida, when they readjusted the exits, once the exits blew it and they figured out they got to re them for the turnout, showed Hispanic voters really got a problem with illegal aliens coming over to take their jobs. Eric Erickson, what are you going to do in the next year or so? What's your, I mean... I mean, I constantly reevaluate what I'm doing on the air, not changing my values or anything like that, but just, you know, assessing what I'm doing and is it, is it right? What, what is your future? Well, you know, for the last year, people have been browbeating me saying I've changed. I'm no longer a conservative because I I wasn't a Trump supporter. And and I keep thinking I've been saying the same stuff I've been saying for the last five, six years. And I'm going to keep saying the same stuff I've been saying for five, six years. I I don't want to abandon my values, but I I do think there will be opportunities to to say, you know, this is why my idea works and the other side doesn't, and, and to hold my own side accountable, as I've been doing for a number of years, uh, I, I think we're moving into brave new territory where you're going to have a lot of people on our side who want to desperately be cheerleaders at the expense of their values. And I just, I, even if I'm the guy who has the people showing up to picket him on air from my own team, I don't want to be the guy who succumbs to cheerleading at the expense of what's right. Coming up next week, I'm off for a couple days beginning next week because um, I've been doing double duty this week. I'm going I'm to address a, uh, an exchange I had with a guy who thought I was just Trump bashing on Wednesday when I was on for Glenn. It ended up being very helpful, and, and we both realized some things, and I think there's some answers in there. But I'm going to do the same thing you are as well. Like I said, I'm going to keep speaking the truth, but we have to allow each other to, to call out bad when we see it, issue by issue. I don't hate Donald Trump, and I hope he does well, and I like some of the things he's going to do that he's already said he's going to do. I'm going to tell you when I like him, but you've got to take me at my word that I'm not just hating on a person because I didn't support him. It's that I have a clear-cut idea of values, and, and, and an action didn't necessarily fall within that. If we don't do that, it goes back to what you said. We're not able to communicate. That's the killer. Right. We're no better than the other side if, if we do something like that. But, you know, also, I, I figure I got so much wrong about the election, I got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I was wrong about other things as well. So I, I'm willing to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm an evangelical Christian who has certain values, and I, I don't want to see either party pollute those values. And th- this, this, everything being political, uh, that, that's one thing. If, if I can plant my flag more on anything else this coming year than I haven't done in the past, it's to call BS on the fake stories out there that people 
take seriously and, and to encourage them not to treat everything political. My goodness, I'm taking my kids to see uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them today. And if, if I chose the movies I went to based on the politics of the actors, I wouldn't watch anything except black and white movies. And even then, couldn't watch them because they were on Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> That's right. You'd have to bail on that. Excellent point. Eric Erickson, how can people find out about you? How can they uh, follow you? Yeah, they can go to theresurgent.com or basically anywhere on the Internet. I'm at D.W. Erickson, but but every day at theresurgent.com. And and just out of curiosity, is your middle initial E? No, actually, so my first name <laughs> of all things is actually Eric Woods. That's the first name. And okay. it, it was fine until Hillary Clinton came on the scene, and then everyone sort of suddenly thought it was Woods Erickson was my last name. Nope, nope. Okay, <laughs> very good. All right, Eric Erickson, thanks so much. You have a, a great holiday Thank season you. and Merry Christmas, okay? Take care. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.